Are you a literature lover? Are you tired of reading literature that does not resonate with our time? Do you have questions about literature? If so, welcome to the podcast My Two Cents Worth with Odilia Wakesho Mamburi. The platform that discusses literature in relation to our times. I am uniquely Kenyan and relevantly African. Hence my focus African literature. This is a special edition on the series Last We Forget, a recognition of COVID-19 pandemic poetry in Kenya. Please listen till the end. You will definitely have food for thought. Let us sell in. My dear literature lovers, it is my utmost honor to share with you this special edition. A special edition that is bound to boggle our brilliant minds, nudge our sixth sense, and provoke our intellectual curiosity. Let me not bore you with the prefatory pleasantries. Well, this special edition is a literary gem composed by my lecturer at the University of Nairobi, Dr. Miriam Marange Musonye. You guessed it right. I'm over the moon right now. Hmm. Let me breathe in and out to calm my emotions. Okay. Quoted. The world first a potential pandemic known as the respiratory virus coronavirus disease 2019, named COVID-19. It affected world populations. Nations had to be forced to intervene and issue directions under executive orders to ensure the pandemic was contained. On 12th March 2020, Kenya confirmed its first case of COVID-19. And as of July 30th, 2020, there were 17,975 confirmed cases with 285 deaths reported. With a case fatality rate at 1.6%. End quote. Needless to say, Kenya began facing the wrath of the pandemic. Our lives immediately turned upside down. Every part of the country had been affected, and every aspect of life was greatly impacted. Our everyday routines were brought to a stop, and any sense of normalcy was lost. Amidst the peak of the COVID pandemic, on 10th April 2020, Kenya lost its renowned writer, Ken Walibora, who died not of corona, but from an attack at downtown Nairobi, knocked down by Matatu 
as he tried to escape. In this respect, Dr. Musonia's poem, I am not an eyewitness, elegy for Ken Walibora. Whilst the narration takes us back into how the new norm immediately transformed our way of thinking and behaving, the poem's prime message is designed to, pray, to pay tribute to a Kenya's great prolific novelist and playwright, the famous African professor Ken Walibora, who was well known by Kenyans for his popular books, Sikunjema, Kidagaki Memzoya, Mtuomvua, Ndoto Yalmasi, Damunyeusi, and many other books that you may have read during your library lessons back in high school, or at least for the majority of us who had to seriously pass our Fasihi paper in the Swahili exams. My dear literature lovers, here we are. Let us have a read. I'm not an eyewitness. Elegy for Ken Walibora by Miriam Maranga Musonia. I'm not an eyewitness, just an imaginer. I see him leaving his upmarket apartment, going downtown for some quick morning business. None of his usual designer suits and shoes, just casual wear and sandals. News and gossip are corona-choked. Confusion and confoundment chalk the air. Faceless phantom of a virus. Prescriptions everywhere. Don't touch, don't greet, don't hug. Wash, wash, wash. Mask, mask, mask. Distance, distance, distance. And he obeyed, hating the suffocation, respecting the malediction. No, I'm not an eyewitness, but I see him leave his car on the safe side, cross on foot to the other side. Just a short one hour and he will be back. Again, I'm not an eyewitness, but I see the underbelly of the city squam, under the grip of the phantom virus. But even this marauding phantom is powerless to stop this city, Nairobi, the city of robbery. A virus cannot bring Nairobi to a halt. Can't stop the swift aim for his juggler, the swipe for the prize in his pockets, his instinctive dash into Ladi's road, the futile hope to save himself, the confusion on Ladi's road, the multiple embrace of flesh, bone, and metal. No. I'm not an eyewitness, but I see the crowd gather, confounded, the traffic grid lock, and he mangled on the tarmac. I said, I'm not an eyewitness, but I see the street in tumult. He has cheated the virus, but not Nairobi, not the monster road. End of the poem. The title, I Am Not an Eyewitness, poses a visual imagery narration. 
However, the persona denies the fact that she's not to be held accountable for what she's about to tell us. The declarative sentence brings a portrait of what an eyewitness does, which is giving first-hand knowledge about something. But in this case, the persona simply assumes the role. The line also depicts a persona who might be invisible, a spectator, but not a physical witness. Suffice to say, the poem is told from a third-person, omniscient point of view, where she sees and knows everything, but at the same time, hooks the reader to levels of curiosity. The one-line first stanza, I am not an eyewitness, just an imaginer, further elucidates the idea of the persona assuming the role and defining it as though she's simply imagining what she thinks happened. The full column at the end of the line highlights to us that the persona is about to list the chronology of the event that happened. Worth noting, if the additional information in the title Elegy for Ken Walibora was not included. We, the readers, would not have been, rather, would have been anxious on what the person is about to unfold to us. This is to say, the words Elegy for Ken Walibora informs of reawaken us to take a moment and recall the life and times of Ken Walibora whilst acknowledging his massive impact in literature as an author. By the way, he was nicknamed as Kenyan's King of Swahili Writing, as published by BBC News on 27th April 2020. In stanza 2, The poet gives us an exposition of the fatal day. On this day, Ken Walibora is described as an ordinary Kenyan, dressed casually in an ordinary morning, going for an errand in downtown Nairobi. An indication of how come this ordinary day was or supposed to be. None of his usual designer suits and shoes, just casual wear and sandals. The choice of the word just shows us that the errand will have been a quick run and back. Stanza 3 opens up with a dreadful tone, a Latinus of the coronavirus disease that is vastly invading our country and encroaching our lifestyle. The stanza gives us context of how the COVID-19 news and gossip was a 24-7 norm. From the news of the Kenyan government announcing the rising confirmed cases of COVID infection to the increasing deaths to the news of the Kenyan government imposing measures of gatherings and whatnots to the constant reminder by the Ministry of Health on how to individually prevent corona by washing hands, wearing masks and avoiding physical contact. By the way, do you remember the COVID password advert? Not to forget the gossips of the virus on the do's and the don'ts of corona. The times became uncertain and the days became more worrying, making Kenyans desperate. 
Hence, many came up with various prescriptions. I bet we all remember all the long messages about COVID-19 control shared via our WhatsApp groups, right? The persona terms all these news and gossip to be corona-choked. The personification of confusion and confinement to be choking the air signifies the heightening desperate measures to survive COVID-19. Quite significantly, the persona uses epizixis in the last four lines. Don't touch, don't greet, don't hug. Wash, wash, wash. Mask, mask, mask. Distance, distance, distance. To rob the reader in conveying a physically and mentally draining state, which in one way or another gradually suppresses one's individuality. The restricted COVID routines brought in fear and anguish. From a distressful tone in stanza three, stanza four worryingly takes us back to inform us that with all that has been going on in the country, Ken Walibora was not any special and was a part and parcel of the Kenyans who faithfully and resiliently followed the routine COVID expectations to the latter. And he obeyed, hating the suffocation, respecting the malediction. This stanza poses a buildup of tension and suspense to the reader in figuring out what might have exactly happened to Ken Walibora. The first line in stanza five, no, I'm not an eyewitness, is yet another repetition of the title and the first stanza. However, the introduction of no at the start of the line shows a deliberate emphasis by the persona not to be held liable as she dives into unwrapping the mystery. The mystery slowly unfolds. Ken Walibura safely parks his car and crosses the road, of course, knowing he will be back in an hour. The line, just a short one hour and he will be back. The line is primarily the persona's intuition, which ironically is supposed to affirm us of no danger. The persona immediately digresses from the account and provides us with a metaphorical inference of Nairobi City. We as Nairobi, Nairobians know the hustle and bustle of the city, right? How we all must survive and thrive where need be, right? How we become extra careful when in the downtown area, right? But do we actually get to know where the limit is? Definitely. All these worries are described by the persona as the underbelly of the sweetest scum. It is quite saddening knowing that amidst these unsettling corona times, there is still no break from our well-known problem of robbery in Nairobi. As the persona terms it, Nairobi, a blend of the words Nairobi and robbery. Movingly, the persona expresses a throbbing emotion on the intensity, intensity of robbery and how powerful it is in comparison to the phantom virus that is unfailingly claiming lives day by day. The last line 
a virus cannot bring Nairobi to a halt is a call for us to rethink our humane treatment of each other or at least reconsider our actions before we take someone's life either directly or indirectly sad to say the stanza hints to us that Ken Walibora came face to face with this Nairobi can't stop the swift aim for his juggler this line echoes the robbery encounter that Ken Walibora faced the word prize might symbolize the money that is be, that is to be taken off his pockets by a thug naturally he decided to run off for his own safety and safety of what is his but unfortunately on his quest for safety he gets violently knocked down by a passing vehicle the multiple embers of flesh bone and metal an imagery of how his body crushed then afora in the word the at the start of the last lines appeals to our emotions on how sudden and overwhelming the situation slowly became but i see the crowd gather confounded pains an anticipatory seen yet more aggressively how the persona expresses had distant distant distest on how everything happened in a split of a second mangled on the tarmac a sense of of condensation envelops the scene but i see the street in tumult the last two lines he has cheated the virus but not nairobi not the monster road portray a melancholic tone that unravels to us that ken walibora managed to escape the wrath of covid but unfortunately he could not do away with the robbery in nairobi and ultimately faces his death on the road the personification of the virus nairobi and the metaphorized road as a monster attributes the humanly actions that eventually destroy humanity in summation it is prudent to state that the persona is a representation of the many voices that knew the life and times of ken walibora the poem is crafted in an unrhymed stanzas to connote the irregularities of adversities that come along and then certainty of life the constant use of sesura from the first to the last stanzas has been deliberately employed to progressively heighten a sense of foreboding as the reader gets to know of the cause of ken walibora's death I am mostly impressed by the poet's simple choice of words that have been purposely used to resonate with all the people in Kenya from the elites to the ordinary Kenyan who might have read or heard of Kenwalibora's books or the ones who might have interacted with him at a scholarly level indeed we will forever remember Kenwalibora that's all I have for you today kindly subscribe and share this podcast with your family and friends see you when you see me bye